Hey, welcome to the Did You Move Today podcast. In this episode, I have Carrie Pokorny as my guest. Did you move today? Atu pujojotui, shatemishiste oji, ivoste moviste ora. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Carrie Pokorny. Hi, how are you? Oh my god, it's so good to hear your voice. I know, I know. I've, I've been so excited to to do this and talk to you. Great. I'm so excited to be here. So for all the listeners, um, I have Carrie Pokorny today as my guest. She's a yoga teacher, energy worker, strange bird, and flower child. She teaches pre- and postnatal yin and restorative yoga, works with Reiki energy, and practices warm healing. She strives to experience life to its fullest, and her main goal is a deep belly laugh every single day. Um, you can find Carrie teaching her yin and restorative flowy dream yoga weekly at Shiva Shock in Bucktown, if you live in Chicago, Thursday nights at 6 p.m. So, Carrie, I'm so happy to have you here. Oh, I know. I'm so excited. I, I started giggling when I heard you say strange bird. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so, if, you can, if we can start, if you can tell me a little bit about your movement journey. Like, how did you get into yoga and, you know, how did you get into movement? Yeah. Oh, man. So, I, I, when I was younger, I was thrown into, like, tons of sports. I tried everything. I tried dance. I tried tennis. I tried basketball. My dad was my coach, and I, I think I, I sat on the bench most of the time. I just did not like, <laughs> I tried sports. I just never liked them, but I loved moving so much. Um, when I was in high school, I played rugby. Oh, wow. Um, and then I found yoga in high school. Probably when I was um, 15 years old, I saw like celebrities and magazines I think it was like Russell Brand who mm-hmm. was walking around with like his yoga mat and Madonna had like you know the, the Kabbalah bracelets and everything and I was kind of a um, little bit of a sad teenager I, I was suffering from depression and severe anxiety and so walking into a yoga studio was like instant healing and connection um, I remember my first yoga teacher was talking about like the planets and the stars and Mercury retrograde. And I was like, oh my God, this is my people. Like, these are my people. Yes. <laughs> so I'm weird and they're weird. And this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, and I, I stuck with it in college for a little bit. I was on and off. And then I, I traveled after I graduated college and I did some yoga on my travels. And then when I moved to Chicago, it was like, it was what brought me back to my body. And I, I did yoga every single day. So you moved to, so you moved to Chicago. So mm-hmm. where, where were well, you yeah, I, I, before I was, um, I, I traveled for two years on my own. I in the Bahamas. I was an au pair on a small island out there. And then I moved to Italy. And then I moved to Amsterdam. 
And then I moved back to Chicago to kind of set my roots down and, and be closer to, to friends and family. I told, I remember that story when I asked you and when I met you. Um, yeah. But I totally wanted people to listen to that story, you know, to go <laughs> two years abroad and experience other things. Yeah, it was um, – it's, I feel like it's what made me who I am right now, that those experiences when you're alone and you're traveling and you're like, what am I doing? I, I don't know. <laughs> so was, it was, was there a point, Carrie, that you, uh, sorry to interrupt you, was there a point where you decided that, okay, I want to become a yoga teacher? No. <laughs> no, I... I um, never wanted to be a teacher. I um, hated talking in front of other people. I'm really, I'm really good with people like one on one, but when more than three or four people, you know, are in front of me, it gets hard to to concentrate. I get like sensory overloaded, and I wanted to do a teacher training because. I wanted to further my practice and learn more about yoga. I didn't want to teach ever. And um, I started practice teaching with coworkers and I, I kept getting all of these opportunities to teach and I kept being like, okay, yes, like just say yes, take the opportunities as they come, you know? Um, and I, I was like fighting it so hard, but people kept I mean, people kept asking me to teach, and and so it just led me to to te- becoming a yoga teacher. <laughs> Great, yeah. Now, mm-hmm. um, you mentioned that you're very good one on one, but then when there's like four or more people, then you get sensory overload, right? Is that is that what you just said? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Okay, um, yeah. People, a lot of people overwhelm me. <laughs> Great. Okay. Because I remember, and you know, something that I really like about my, that I enjoy about the podcast is that I can be, or with social media in general, that I try to be as raw as possible and as, mm-hmm. yeah, as real as possible. And so I remember, you know, that we had this conversation because I met you um, through yoga, through the yoga community. Mm-hmm. And I remember this day that, I don't know, I was just talking to you and I just felt very calm. And then I had this party at work that I had to go because, of course, it was a party at work. And so I had to make it happen somehow. And so maybe we were like 20 people. And I started mm-hmm. to, I don't know, I kind of freaked out. I, 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 and, and then I texted you right away. I'm like, Carrie, I don't know what happened to me. You know, I just freaked out. I was able to stay there for 30 minutes and then I had to leave. How do you deal with those? Um, you know, now I'm becoming better at it because I think, was it you that I think you told me like maybe start with 30 minutes, then go with an hour then see how you feel, then go with, you know, an hour and 10 minutes. Was it, was that you that you told me something like that? I don't remember. I remember that happening though. And I was just, I remember like feeling like I know exactly what she's going through. I mean, to a point because what we experience is different, but um, yeah, I remember that I think right now I have yoga makes, 
if you're already sensitive, yoga can make you, you know, even more sensitive because you become more aware of your body and mind connection. And so when you can start to pay attention to signs that are happening in your body and mind, I think you can be like, okay, I'm feeling uncomfortable. And um, yoga helps us see that. And so we can kind of leave those situations or, you know, just kind of, instead of doing other things to ourselves to cover up what we're feeling. So mm-hmm. walking away or, or just getting like fresh air, or, you know, just creating boundaries with yourself, I think is so important. And it's, if you're walking, you know, you're walking away from a party, you don't want to be rude or, or something, but what is going on in your own body is the most important thing that's happening at that moment. What will you tell to, I've realized that there's, there's a lot of people that also go through the same thing, mm-hmm. but maybe uh, sometimes those people, and I'm going to include myself, maybe sometimes um, they are afraid or we are mm-hmm. afraid of like telling that to other people mm-hmm. um, or, you know, some people talk about like what the mask, the, like, oh, I will have to be a hundred percent, um, extroverted because sometimes we work in open space and Mm. you know as a teacher also like there's a lot of energy that that goes when teaching either a dance class or yoga class dealing with a lot of people so Mm. what would you tell like what would be your what would you tell to to you know people that are going through the same through the same thing and maybe as as you mentioned we all deal with you know, differently. We we all we all we're all different. So we all go through. We all ex- our experiences are different. Mm-hmm. However, the feeling might be a little bit similar. Do you mm-hmm. have any recommendations as like what to do? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't know if I'm the right person to make recommendations, but I think for a long time in. I'm sure like it's like this in the dance world, but there's some people out there who are so good with people and like extroverted and can make a room laugh. And I am definitely not one of those types of people. Um, But I found that my people, my students are coming to my classes because I'm myself. I'm, I'm not that loud person and when I try to be like that then there's a disconnect with me and my students I'm not you know I don't have a connection but when I can be myself completely and I can be honest and vulnerable and um, teach from from my own personality and not try to like fake it till you make it you know I when I'm not doing that that's when I have the most connection with other people and so I feel like it's scary to to kind of be like, okay, well, I, I, I don't know how to, like, talk in this certain kind of conversation. Or I don't know how to use, like, the right words or, you know, what if I, I can't find the right things to say. But, you know, if you're just yourself, I know it's kind of a cliche, like, mm-hmm. be yourself, those people will be – 
those people will come to you. Your your people will come to you. The people that love like the extroverted, loud, you know, not just like loud, but just people who like to be in big crowds. Those people will find them, and and your people will find you. It's it's so important to have both types of people in the world because um, everyone's different. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about for being yourself. Yeah, I think I think that saying fake it till you make it is is bullshit. (laughs) I don't think you need to fake anything. I think you can just just see, explore and and um, experiment with what it's like to just be in your skin and own it and see what happens because there's people out there and it's going to take time. You know, if you are on the quiet side or um, if you take time with, with your words, if you're, you know, a little, a little slower with how you talk and you like to take in the moment and take around your surroundings, that's, that's not a quick way to be in this world because, you know, it's so fast a lot. Um, you know, this world can be really fast for a lot of us. And so, um, it can be a little overwhelming, but if you're just, you know, in your skin and you can take it slow, then really cool stuff can happen. What, what are a couple of things that you do carry when you feel, um, um, sensory overload, when you feel that, you know, there's a lot going on? Mm. Um, well, I, well, if I'm in a group of people, I, I will leave and excuse myself. I'm, I'm always like the first one to go to bed at parties or like, <laughs> you know? um, that's okay. I love sleeping. Um, but movement and I, I feel like a lot of like anxiety that I experience can get stuck in my body. Fear and anxiety can get lodged in our bodies. And that's why I think yoga is so helpful. Um, and if I don't have the patience to be like, okay, I'm going to roll out my mat and do sun A, sun B, you know, mm-hmm. um, I like to put on headphones and just like shake my body. I will just dance until I'm dripping sweat and, um, yeah, like a lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A dancing that's, I think, um, I don't know. Have you ever heard of ecstatic dance? ecstatic dance yeah no but can you tell me about it yeah so it's a community type dance where you there's no drugs no alcohol but you walk in and there's usually like a dj in the corner the room's usually like lit it's some a lot of the times it happens during the day and people just slow there's something called five rhythms it's up north I think it's near Ravenswood mm-hmm. there's a really great group there that has um a, like a it's just like having a dance party with with strangers and um you, you're not really allowed to talk you just move with the music <laughs> that's awesome I'm checking it as you're as we're speaking like I'm checking that um ecstatic dance mm. and it sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. It sounds right up my alley. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. thinking. pretty simple, <laughs> no shoes, no drugs or alcohol, no phones or cameras and no talking on the dance floor. Yes. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, 
because you can let loose and everyone's letting loose. Some people will just like lay on the floor because that's what they are being comfortable with. And um, yeah, it's such a good way to move. So good. Have you ever been into one of those classes or? Yeah, yeah, I have um, multiple times. I love, 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 love it. It's so much fun. Um, But I I started doing that type of dance, I think, when I was younger. I I said I I did sports. I never liked sports, but I always would come home at the end of the day, put on my headphones and just like rock out to the point where my family would knock on the door and be like, what are you doing in there? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm just dancing. (laughs) Awesome. That's awesome. So everybody check, check that out. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I also saw, um, just check online and they have classes here in Chicago, which I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a few of them and there's, um, there's a lot of classes like mindful movement. There's something called five rhythms, that, mm-hmm. which is the same kind of concept. Now there's a couple of um I've I was like checking your Instagram and there is um a couple of posts that caught my attention. Mm. And as well I'm gonna ask you questions concerning that. Mm-hmm. Um well one of them was about I think the opposite of depre- depression is expression. I want to make sure that I got this right. And that's something that Gabriel Helpern, am I pronouncing his? Yeah, yeah. Said to you. So could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so if I think I did that in the winter time. I get, you know, the winter blues. And um, I had taken a yoga painting class where we, like, painted with our bodies. And then I went home and I kept doing it and and painting and moving and um yeah expression is the opposite of depression that also leads me into making art and music and exploring dance more mm-hmm. when he said that something clicked because I never considered myself like an artist or good at I mean stick figures I can do mm-hmm. <laughs> that's about it um but when I heard that, I was like, okay, I need to get my hands on, on something. And my goal every day is to create something new, whether that be like a new, something with food or something with dance or, you know, reading poetry or writing or something, because it's, I feel like that when the creative energy is flowing, it kind of moves out other energy again, that that's stuck anxious fear anything that has like low vibrations it kind of clears it out mm-hmm. yeah now there is another and that that really caught my attention i was thinking wow like depression expression that's like wow i don't yeah. know i can't I, I still i think i'm still going, going to be thinking about that uh yeah it's beautiful i mean it's so simple and it's so true yeah, no. The other post is uh, you talk about fascia, mm. um, and that 
you said that a reason why we stretch our arms and yawn when we wake up or why our cats and dogs curve their backs in the morning is because we have a fibrous net of proteins, fascia, that tightens mm -hmm. up after not moving for so many hours. I really like your explanation here. So healthy fa uh, fascia, think wide parts of chicken breasts, mm -hmm. allows us to be flexible, helps us move without using a lot of energy and makes us feel lighter. As we get older, fascia builds up, causing us to become stiff and achy. Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was an old one. <laughs> I know, I know, but I was checking, you know, and I'm like, oh my god, this actually, I don't know, it, it really caught my attention when I was reading yeah. the, the, the the caption. Yeah, yeah. Um, Are your thoughts the same? Are they different? Oh, yeah. They're, no, they're definitely the same. The first thing I do in the morning is move my body as much as I can. I feel like I'm just – it energizes me, and so I don't drink coffee, but that uh, movement is, is what, like, releases everything that's built up after, you know, nighttime. And, um, again, it just moves around energy just like water, like, cleanses your insides. Yes. The first thing I love to do and, um, yeah, just, just like an animal, animals do it. They, we can learn so much from animals, just, just being primitive and going back to our roots and, and just moving, getting on our hands, getting on our knees, you know, and rocking the body, opening our mouths really wide, like a big lion or like, you know, how dogs like shake their whole bodies when they're wet yes yes <laughs> I feel like you know we should be doing that too like get it all out just get it all off <laughs> express yes express. express now Carrie what will you tell to because here's the thing um a lot of we live in a city so There is a lot of people that work in the corporate world that have office jobs that are literally from nine to five, or maybe even sometimes it takes even more time than that, like seven to 8 p.m., you know, so just like a lot of, um, which it's basically the whole day. Mm -hmm. And The idea that a person can be sitting in front of a computer for eight hours or more than that mm. and not like no moving. Mm. Yeah. And then I'm just trying to connect that with the caption that I read from your post. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. What was um, their recommendation? Like, what what would you what would you tell to to you know to the world? And and of course, like to people that have a corporate job, and they're like, oh my god, yes, I want to take a yoga class, and mm -hmm. I want to you know I want to move, I want to take this ecstatic dance classes, but at the same time, sometimes I don't have time to do it. Mm -hmm. Or the energy. Like, yes. Yeah. Um, I make it a. Uh, for myself because I work at an office job when I'm not teaching the yoga. Um, I, I make it a priority to, to leave the office every single day. So during the day, so I'll, 
I make my lunch and I'll, I'll just find a place in the city that I can go to every single day. So there's a spot by the Willis Tower that's open and it has grass. And I take my shoes off and I dig my feet in the grass and I root down and I'll eat and read a book and then go back. And I'm, I feel like a new person every single time. And in the wintertime, I go to, like, to the library or a public place that I can just kind of quit my job for like 20 minutes and then come back Mm. and and during that time you know like just walking feels good stretching I mean people go on smoking breaks you know five minutes a few times a day like why can't I go outside and put my toes in the mud (laughs) yes no I love that I love Mm -hmm. that smoke smoking break that is so true it's my smoking break. It's my little addiction is going out there and like saying hello to the weather. <laughs> yes, no, that is so true. Wow. I love that. That, well, this is my um, moving break. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Come back. laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's vital. I have, I'm very lucky. I do have a standing desk. Um, and but I when I walk around, I see people that do like their own makeshift desks with stack books on top of books and and stand up and I'll go into like malasana and in the middle of like a call or something and which is like a yoga squad if you don't if no one's you know really familiar with yoga. <laughs> so yeah, yes. it's um, just finding different ways to move I think are really important not trying to make it a priority to 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 move and drinking water is such a good this might be TMI but drinking water is so good because you could just walk to the bathroom so many times during the day Mm -hmm. it's like a little break too for your body get get your steps in you you know can can move Mm -hmm. so yeah now, I also see here that you do, um, you work with Reiki energy. Yes. I've had only, I think I only had one person on my podcast that did that. Um, but I think we never got into what Reiki is. And I think we maybe didn't like talk a lot about it. So I would love to, if you have, you know, if you can tell people a little bit about what Reiki is and like why you do that but yeah especially why yeah um the first time I ever had Reiki was through like a coaching call it was um it was like a one-on-one coaching call with a woman who like channeled my angel guides and spirit guides and she was telling me like their messages and it was really cool She's like, okay, I'm going to send you Reiki now. And she started doing little, like, um, symbols on me. Mm -hmm. And I I started to feel, like, cleansed. And I was like, oh, I wonder what that was. That was really cool. And then I took, again, with Gabriel Halpern, I took one of his um, classes. I I did his, the, uh, the assistant class mm-hmm. did you do that I'm not sure if he was there when you were there um he was not I never met him but I've heard only good things about him that mm. I really want to meet him yeah 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 he's 
that's a wonderful, wonderful human being. Um, but I was doing that and I looked over and there was all these yoga students around when we were, we were teaching other students and I saw um, a woman putting her, like hovering her hands over another student's head. And I swear, I like saw what was happening. I saw just like the person she was working on was blissed out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are you doing? What? She's like, it's called Reiki. And I was like, ah, so I got some information and, and sought out a teacher. You're supposed to let the teacher come to you. And I found my teacher. Her name is Jerry Makudis, and she's at Satnam in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And she trained me on all three levels up to my master Reiki level. And I have been doing Reiki on myself and other people ever since. I do like workshops in the city, um, but I mainly do it on myself because it just, it helps me connect to, it's like a, a massage for your soul. <laughs> now, does that help you to deal with people? Does it help you to feel more connected, more in tune with your body? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, it, it's worked um, a couple different ways. So it's, it's something that's taught me a lot about energy and how to, you know, when you're around someone and you leave the conversation and you feel really energized and you're like, ah, I really like that person, you know, yes. and then you're around someone else and you walk away and you feel so drained. You're like, I'm exhausted, like you're physically exhausted. So I've learned how to kind of notice that a little bit more about who drains you, who fills, who fills your cup a little bit more, who kind of drains your cup and just not surrounding myself around those types of people or, or the, or being in those type of environments because it, environments have different types of energy too. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's Reiki has taught me about that type of energy, how to clear it. If I do get into a situation where it's draining me, how to protect myself. If it's, if I know I'm going to go into somewhere that's draining. Um, yeah. How to just kind of clear my, I guess you call it an aura mm-hmm. <laughs> or more woo woo type terms. Um, but yeah, dealing with people in general, it helps, it helps kind of, um, go through and clear out the, the bullshit mm-hmm. and, and see what, what doesn't gel with you. Carrie, how can we schedule a uh, private or one-on-one appointment with you for Reiki? Uh, you can Instagram me and message me. <laughs> and then you basically take anyone that is interested Yeah, yeah. I'm sometimes I do it after my class at Shiva Shack. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll do it after for students. Um, We, my friend Mona um, and I do workshops where she teaches yin and I do yoga or I'm sorry, I do Reiki on everyone. Um, But yeah, one on one, I I do it at um, Shiva Shack or I've gone to people's houses or in my place and 
um, you can do it over the phone too, but I like, I like that one-on-one connection, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah it sounds like some, it sounds, uh, fascinating. The, yeah. the idea that, that, you know, the energies more so like when you are, well, I, I think I am, I consider myself an empath. Mm-hmm. So I feel the energies even when I'm not supposed to feel it. So like, mm-hmm. and so like I've, I've, I've learned how to, I guess with my mind too, I, I think I've learned how to like regulate mm-hmm. like if something is just like, Oh no, this is like bad energy. Yeah. I, I try not to be close to that energy because I, I could, I feel drained like sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm with like someone that is so happy or like, it's all about like giving good energy. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. I want to be with you. Yeah. How are you <laughs> doing? Like, tell me more about yourself. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and my day gets a little bit better. So like, that's, that's awesome that you mentioned that Reiki. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, now Carrie, I have a couple of questions for you, um, before, you know, to end the podcast, mm-hmm. but before that, I would like to know if there's something that you would like to share, um, for people so that, you know, still there's, there, there's always people that are interested in yoga, mm-hmm. but that are newbies mm-hmm. and that sometimes they might be afraid of taking a class. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I know for some people, social anxiety is prevents them from taking a first yoga class. And it's, I mean, it's scary. You go on Instagram or Facebook and you see people doing this like crazy, crazy poses. And you're like, that, why does my doctor tell me to do yoga? I'm not going to be able to do that, you know? Yes. Um, but it's funny when I, I first started yoga, I knew all the basic poses. I, I wasn't on social media at all years ago. And I, I didn't even know that a headstand was part of yoga until I moved back to Chicago five years ago. I had no idea I was even part of the practice. Um, so I think I was pretty lucky to kind of go. I didn't know what I was going into with as someone with social anxiety that's really helpful. The room was super dark. There was soft music. That was the type of of environment for me. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you are kind of skeptical about going to take your first class because you're scared, I would definitely research the shit out of the class and the teachers. It's it's awesome because websites will give um, biographies of the teachers so you can see who's, you know, maybe some people have a trauma background or maybe other people kind of say, you know, yoga's helped me with anxiety. And that's the kind of teacher you should probably go to. You should look up pictures of the studio and familiar, like get yourself familiar with the surroundings. You know, when you walk in, like, where's the bathroom? Where's the, where am I going to change? Just so all of that's in your head. And then reading into what type of level of yoga it is so you know you're not going to take a hot level three class your first time Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe go into yoga for beginners or um yeah because it's so it's you know really there's youtube and there's all these like online studios which are amazing and like so awesome for people who can't get out but if you can 
being with a teacher and other students is it's such a different experience. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now, what would you tell to teachers? So for the yoga teachers that are just starting or yoga teachers that, you know, that they've been teaching, I guess, for a while, um, what would you tell them? Like how, how to, what would be a good way for them to bring people to their classes? Um, something that I, I remember about you is that you made, you, you made, you made us feel, you know, as students, uh, very comfortable Mm -hmm. and calm with you. Mm -hmm. Um, and your classes were packed. I, well, thank you for saying that. Um, I think I, again, would go in and not, and just like teach from what I, I, I experienced. So I would, I would practice and then, you know, write notes down that I experienced in my body or, or something that inspired me through the day and just kind of write it down and then bring that into my class. Um, and I just treated everyone how I like to be treated in a class, which is, which is different. I, I'll ask you if you want to be touched. I, I, I try to be really mindful about touching people. Um, I like to play music that I like to listen to that, you know, that's not necessarily like the most popular kind of music, but just being, um, as authentic as I can, which can be so hard when you take so many classes and you're like, is it my voice or is it this person's voice? It's, it takes a really long time to find your voice Mm -hmm. when you're teaching, um, and kind of find your groove and, and you know, when it something doesn't feel right, because it, it, you'll kind of leave and be like, eh, I don't think I'll ever do that again. Or if you feel uncomfortable, you know, doing something in class, maybe don't do it <laughs> just because someone else did it. That probably just felt authentic for them. And, um, yeah, I think just, just being super authentic teaching what you experience and and always practicing before always always having your practice never let that go that's that's going to be your that's always there for you um even when you know even if you decide not to be a teacher always keep your practice for sure thank you now I have two questions for you um the first one is did you move today Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Great. I did. I had to think. I didn't do yoga today, but I took my my daily walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had a little dance session before this this podcast. I must say I I put on my headphones and I moved. So that that's what I need the most. Okay. Yeah. What's movement for you, Carrie? Movement. I think it's right now. Movement for me is 
movement coming from myself and not from someone else, not being told how to move um, and moving around anything that gets stuck. And that's, that's what I'm really focused on and honoring my body and how it wants to move instead of thinking that I have to do it a certain type of way or, um, you know, not really paying attention to, to rules anymore. Um, just kind of flowing on my own, my own path and exploring my own body. I think for a really long time, I, I was in this path of like measurement, measuring how I, I was compared to other people, you know, physically measuring myself, like using my scale to measure myself or, um, and that was just not a way to live and getting out of that was liberating. And, and when I wake up in the morning, if, you know, I don't have to do the the poses and all the alignment, I can just kind of wiggle and, and shake. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful thing right now thank you for thank you for your answers yeah Uh, Carrie I want to acknowledge you for so many things and because from the day that I met you which was maybe now like more than a year Mm -hmm. yeah more than a year um I don't know I always felt that you were very genuine uh, you made me feel very calm and yeah, very authentic. So that's something that I will always, that I have, you know, every time that I think about Carrie Pokorny, I'm like, yeah, this is like, she's super authentic. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had this, such a good connection, um, those days and at that studio for sure. I, yeah. I mean, you would walk in and light up the whole office and I'd be like, yes, Andrea's here. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. So I really want to acknowledge you for that. And for everybody, everyone that is listening that lives in Chicago, um, let's go and take a class with Carrie at <laughs> Shiva Shock on Thursday nights. Um And maybe you want to stick around and stay for a Reiki session or you can DM her. Um, Carrie, where can we find you on social media? Right now, I'm only on Instagram. Um, Again, I kind of get my energy gets sucked out in a lot of different social media outlets. So Instagram is, is one thing that I just love. And I think it's it connects people so well. Um, so on Instagram at, um, at Carrie Pinecone, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's my name right now. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's Shiva Shack and hopefully, um, there's some new studios open up, opening up in Avondale that I'll be part of, definitely be part of their community teaching. Um, yeah, that's where, that's where you'll find me. Great. Awesome. Um, so you said you, you will be teaching at Avondale too? I will. Yeah. Um, I don't have too much information about scheduling, but 
um, something really cool is coming. So I will, I will That's update. exciting. That's yeah. exciting. And I think what you're talking, I think I know what you're talking about, but I, I don't want to say anything until it's yeah. something that, <laughs> so that is so cool. Yes. Um, so thank you, Carrie, very much for your time. I want to be very mindful of your time. Mm-hmm. And so guys, thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you haven't moved today, you still have a couple of hours. Yeah. And thanks again, Carrie. Thanks, Andrea. It was so nice talking to you.